0: Live from San Francisco on the Sports
2: Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Vivi. Are
3: you ready? Are you ready?
2: Let's get it on!
4: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. We got a lot to get into on the show today because it is Wednesday... And you know what that means. And actually, we do know what it means. Because we are back to Tuesday NXT, Wednesday AEW. And the days of Daily Place are history. At least consistently. They'll be back at Daily's Place in a couple of months now. But they are on the road. AEW on the road as of today. WWE is on the road as of next week. Although Raw was taped in the Thunderdome. And there will be a Thunderdome edition of SmackDown on Friday. But after that, it is time to get back to pro wrestling normal for the most uh, most part. And uh, tonight we've got a big AEW show, the Road Rager. So we'll give you the full lineup for that show tonight. And of course, in addition to that, we will talk about the NXT Great American Bash show from yesterday. Not a takeover event, but some uh, takeover quality matches. MSK versus Ciampa and Thatcher was a great match. We had the main event, which went from a uh, stipulation match to a regular match. Adam Cole beat Kyle O'Reilly. The wrestling between the ropes, belt to bell, was fantastic. But I do have questions about, basically, what's next. And uh, also, we had uh, tag team title change, the women tag team championships changed hands, and uh, much more as well. So we can talk about that here on the show. And uh, also... We've got the SmackDown numbers, not great. We've got Tony Khan talking about the bomb that didn't go off and the fallout from that. Eva Marie talking about her character and uh, plenty more. If you'd like to text us here today, the phone number, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. And we will have a special guest, I believe, in the final segment of the show, We'll tell you more about that as we get going here today. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live.
5: Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor.
0: I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it, and it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor.
5: 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging,
1: exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384.
5: That's
1: 800-500-8384. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. Don't fear larger, more established competitors. Remember, you're introducing new products into the market because there is a need for them. You have something that your competition lacks. Many older companies are still hesitant or unwilling to shift their businesses online, leaving the door open for small businesses to win their customers and capture market share at a fraction of the cost. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. Enjoy a
3: powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday and July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877 Ask Dell.
0: That's 877 Ask Dell and speak to a Dell Technologies advisor
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
4: Come on, come Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Got a lot to get into today. Last night was the NXT Great American Bash, and it was uh, pretty great, I won't lie. The uh, Tag Team Championship match opened the show msk beat champa and thatcher to retain the titles and just boom 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 one of the stories of the match was thatcher and champa kept making mistakes and uh, sometimes long time t te- especially like the, the young bucks you know they do that in every single match one of them actually super kicks the other et etc cetera, et cetera. for some reason i watched it in this match and my presumption was they're going to break up thatcher and champa which made me very sad because those men are a great team. But anyway, they uh, did a small package finish where Lee pinned Thatcher. So all that talk about how they're the underdogs. They're not as good, blah, blah, blah. Well, they proved why they're the tag team champions. That was great. We had a Karrion Cross, Johnny Gargano face-to-face. I'll talk about that later. L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes. I thought this was a really good match. Some people weren't blown away by it, but I thought this was very good. Uh, They went back and forth, and and Knight ended up giving him a DDT on the million-dollar belt outside the ring, threw him into the ring, and then uh, hit his uh, stunner, even though it's not. I mean, it is. And uh, pinned him. So Knight retains the million-dollar belt clean, and Cameron Grimes must be his butler. We'll see how this turns out next week. They announced everyone for the breakout tournament, thank God. I mean, I can read you the names, but you're not going to know who any of them are, because even the people you would know, they've changed their names. So anyway, they're going to be starting up here next week. Zoe Stark, Yoshirai versus The Way. Match was just kind of there. I didn't think it was all that special. And then the lights went out, and in fact, the recharged battery hit 100. It was Tegan Knox, And uh, she came out, and she distracted Candice LeRae, and Candace LeRae ended up being—actually, she pinned Hartwell. Uh, Zoe Stark pinned Hartwell. And uh, they won the titles. And so now I guess we'll have uh, Eo Shry versus Candace LeRae for the uh, third time. And then Dexter Lewis came out, and he carried Indy to the back. So, I mean, it happened. Do think we'll
5: get Eo and Candace though? Really? With Candace looking like she's going to yes. be tied up with Tegan?
4: Yes. We're going to get both. I think. We had uh, the Hit Row Cypher Celebration. Which you ever been was in a cypher, boss? The greatest. Bro, uh, don't even get me started with my my uh, cypher history. But anyway, they had a great uh, concert, and some people hated it. I thought it was awesome. I mean, yeah, if you're going in there thinking you're going to get, like, a a, a wallet concert, well, you're not. But, like, <laughs> for the act, for what they're doing, their heels, I mean, I thought it was great. This top dollar... Oh, There's a lot I could say about Top Dollar, but uh, he is Top Dollar. And then Adam Cole and Kylo Riley, they just had a rest- a professional wrestling match coming off their last man standing or false count anywhere, whatever the last match was. Now they just wrestle, and uh, the match was great. They're two great wrestlers, but at the end of the day, it was like Adam Cole pins him. And then he stands there and the show goes off the air. It was like, there was no angle. There was no, like, where are we going? There was nothing. It was just, we had a great match. The bad guy won and the show ended. So it's like, is he next for a carry and cross? Um, What's, what's, I mean, with all due respect, what's the point? I mean, the guy's been here for four years. He beats Kyle O'Reilly. And then now what? I have no idea. So the other thing that I gotta I want to spend just a few moments on was Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross listen I I like Karrion cross apparently more than most people and uh, I'm a big fan of like Johnny Gargano's professional wrestling. With that said, what in God's name is going on okay mm. so the last couple of weeks, Johnny Gargano was put in a babyface position. Okay. But then on this show, he comes out and he's a total heel. And I don't know what he actually weighs, but he looks like he weighs about 145 pounds. And Karing Cross is this big giant monster. And I, I think they're I think Cross is supposed to be a heel. But like especially after last week, he was total babyface to me. So, like, I don't even know what's supposed to be happening now, but Gargano's being a cocky heel. Karrion Cross is all irritated with his little fly. Me, as a viewer, I want to see Karrion Cross destroy this guy. But, like, the fans are chanting for Gargano. Like, I I don't have any idea what's going on. I have no earthly idea what's going on. They're going to have a match next week. It's for the title. I have no idea why. I mean... I don't. I have no idea why Johnny is going to get a championship match. Samoa Joe is going to be the referee. Karrion Cross did this this line about how he dreams every day of being NXT champion forever, headlining WrestleMania and being the WWE champion. Apparently, that line was written just to get the internet talking, which they have been all day. So, congratulations to them. I can't imagine. I can't imagine this Johnny Gargano character beating Karrion Cross and winning the title. If Karrion Cross beats Johnny Gargano, like, this whole thing, everybody, I mean, whoosh, over my head. I'm sure somebody listening to this going, oh, well, how can you not get it? Uh, well, explain it to me then. And I don't want the simplistic explanation of, well, they're going to have a match next week. Why is Gargano getting a match? Is he a heel or a bit? is, is carrying it i don't know what's going on here and the key is i don't care so they've done a poor job with this feud i don't know what's going on i don't care i will be aghast if this little fly this guy that they've they've i just i'm i it's it's beyond my understanding can you explain any of this uh, no now i'm just thinking of new names johnny flytrap uh Johnny he's not a fly trap he's the fly his character is an annoying little fly that 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 uh carrying crosses just keeps swatting away and then they announced fly versus man in a championship match where I think the fly is supposed to be the baby face but like he's they don't even portray him as like I guess I don't know I don't get it I don't get this feud at all.
5: Bottom line is, because he, well, he's Johnny Speedbump right now for Karrion Cross, he, and he's going to be Johnny Canvas back once he, Karrion Cross gets done with him. This is Santos Escobar, Finn Balor, Oni Lurkin. They've put Karrion Cross in there with guys that can do a lot and accent his bigness, and that's what they want to try to do to continue to get this guy over the, the best they can. They're taking reality, and the fact that everybody knows this guy has worked, uh the smackdown under cards and things like that they're taking advantage of the fact that the people are pushing back on carry and cross the funny part is though like you're mentioning with the way they gargano has been you know the way they've made him look over god knows how long and becoming a comedy figure throwing him into this spot and pushing him, you know, I, it may work the other way. can Maybe I, they can can I get jump Karin. in for
4: just a second based on something sure. you said and something someone here said on the uh, on the chat. So you said that the fans are pushing back on carrying cross. and this person says cross is the problem. It's nXt's inability to create credible baby faces. Dude, are the they pushing all, yes. back? Like, is he supposed to be a baby face? I cross? don't have any idea. I, no, do you.
5: Well, they the thing is, he should just be dominant badass champion, but there's a way to frame him that way that makes him the opponent of everybody. And I think they've tried to do that, but I don't know if NXT fans obviously have not warmed to him in that way. And I think he's a default heel, but they haven't really done anything to actually, I don't know, really establish him as a heel. I would have beat up Gargano in theory last week too if I were him because of what they did. So yeah, there hasn't been a great establishment in this, but I do wonder... Once he gets done with Gargano, yes, Kyle O'Reilly did lose to Adam Cole, but would O'Reilly be the guy to take the title off a cross or be a good person to be the next one for carrying cross to face?
4: Dude, I just know that Shawn Michaels was a great babyface and he was a great heel, and Triple H was a great babyface and he was a great heel, and they're putting the show together, and there's zero... (sighs) I hear the music! Back in a moment, Observer Live.
0: If you owe the IRS 5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that
4: the sober me never would have done.
0: That's
2: 800-403-5912. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
4: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also from WrestlingObserver.com. So we've talked about this a little bit with Alexa, but it's more than Alexa, everybody. Last night there was a, a fairly sizable crowd by NXT standards for the NXT show, and uh, and Cross and Gargano come out, and as a viewer, I'm I'm flabber, I'm just I don't know what's going on, and Gargano Gargano calls him, he says you suck, and then he says you were afraid of me in the multi man match, and you tried to run me over with a car. And you have no talent, and you couldn't wife, you couldn't lace up my wife's boots. Okay. Wife up is wifey either. What do you think of that? I'm pretty sure that that's like he was supposed to be a heel. Okay. And then, like, Karrion starts talking and they start booing him. Um, And the the point of all of this is, okay, (laughs) the point of this is, you know why they booed Karrion Cross? Why? Because they don't know what they're supposed to do. They're they're just, they're befuddled, okay? So, WWE is, this is it. It's over, okay? They're going back on the road. Next Friday, they're going to be on the road. And if you think that I was befuddled here, okay? You do realize that they're going to go on the road, and none of these fans know what they're supposed to do for any of these characters. And you do realize that, like, Vince is going to get really frustrated about this, when he, these fans give him quote the wrong reaction, okay? Well, it's not the wrong reaction because we don't even know what the right reaction is supposed to be. All right, you could—I I don't like guns, but you could put one in my head and say, "Who is the baby face and heel in this carrying cross and in I don't know. If anybody from NXT who's running the show is listening to this, we're like, "How does he not know?" Well, I don't know because I don't know. Do you like? I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to cheer Charlotte. Rhea, like I could run down these people in the main roster because for a year and a half they've been insulated in this dome and all they have to do is push this button. Oh, here comes Charlotte. Push the boo button. Oh, here comes Rhea. Push the cheer button. But if you're watching it, there is no button. When they go back to live buildings, there ain't going to be no button. And we saw a preview of it last night when these fans don't know what they're supposed to do in this Cross and Gargano deal. So it's going to be a rough, I think, it's going to be a rough couple of months with fans just, they're going to do whatever they want. And it's going to make Vince mad because for a year and a half, he's been able to control reactions and control the supposed emotions because they're not real emotions. It's a yay and a boo button and some guy that tells Eddie and everybody else who they should cheer and boo. That guy, he's, he's unemployed starting this week. He ain't going to be able to go in the building. They're not going to have a sign that says applause. Maybe they'll put one up. Cheer boo on the Titan Tron for the live shows. Anyway, I can't wait. This is excitement to me. You think the people boo Hit Row? No,
5: they're, they're gonna. of go ch- course the they're
4: going to cheer Hit Row.
5: They're going to cheer Hit Row. Quadruple down on making uh, Hit Row heels? Because it, it's going to be, I think, difficult. Uh, and I know there's people that hated the segment last night. Maybe it did go on a little long. It absolutely did. But to see them commit to something like that, I've been saying for a long time, Swerve's a star. It's it's him and it's it's Santos Escobar. Boy, you want to have two heel factions feud with each other because old tropes like baby faces and heels don't matter anymore? Put those groups together. I want to see that. And frankly, there's a lot you can say about Top Dollar. You can't say much about his wrestling abilities, so the more you put him in there with guys who can work and you got a guy in Ashanti the Adonis, he has now straightened his hair. It is it is an impressive look and those two guys bumping around in the tag division, it's the best thing you could do with 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 AJ Francis if you want to put him in the ring, but Swerve Scott is a star. He's an absolute star. He could might when he makes some more money uh, might want to hire Aid to write some, do some ghost lyricing for, uh, for one top dollar there. But I thought the segment was great. I think they're stars, and they're it's the type of act that yeah, there's going to be some people that rebel against it. But I have a feeling once they're back out on the road again, once they're getting a new mix of people into the CWC, maybe to to see those shows, uh, it's going to be hard to stop Swerve Scott from becoming a huge baby face in NXT.
4: All right, we're going to uh, look at the... There's a lot of feedback here about uh, all sorts of stuff right here. This person says, I'm convinced Adam Cole and Io Shirai are never going to the main roster. Both won their matches last night. Io won a title. Meanwhile, 7-foot, 350-pound guys with four months of experience are getting fast-tracked because Vince... Yes, big. If you're not big, which actually shouldn't affect Io Shirai. I don't know why Io Shirai is not on the main roster. I have no Mm -hmm. earthly idea whatsoever why she's not there. Adam Cole, I can see Vince looking into the guy, and he's small, you know. But Io, well, uh, like everyone in w- all of the WWE women are small. So it does it matter.
5: Maybe Triple H just really wants her there. You know what I mean? She the, she can do wonders. Bro, he ain't Look, getting the final call. Well, I know, but here's the thing with Io Shirai, too, is she's been doing this now a long time. And her body has got a lot of miles, and she has worked very, very hard. And I'm not saying that I don't want to see her on the main roster. Of course I would. But I don't want to see her on the main roster being a geek. And somebody like Zoe Starr comes along who, you know, people like that. I would like, if she's not going to go to the main roster, I can live with that. Yes, you got to get more creative with her if she's going to be in NXT, but they've done that with a lot of people, including Adam Cole. Yes, Cole's had O'Reilly, and he's had the Undisputed Era, and he's had that stuff. But the fans still respond to him. He's still a star in NXT, whether you think he should be on the main roster or not. So can that be done for Io Shirai? Absolutely it can. And I would much rather see her in a position where I'm seeing her in really cool matches. You know, her against Tony Storm, her against a lot of people. I know we've seen some of these matches before. That's just how it works in wrestling now. We're seeing, we see a lot of the same matches over and over. But I think with a there's an influx of young people who she couldn't be working with with a lot of other people down there helping them along. So I, I know, yeah, I would rather see O'Sharai in, in an awesome feud on the main roster with somebody. But unfortunately, what are the odds that's going to happen?
4: All right, so tonight we have got the return to the road of AEW, Road Rager. We've got the Young Bucks versus Penta and Eddie Kingston for the AW Tag Team titles. We've got Santana, Ortiz, and Hager versus FTR and Wardlow. We have Cody versus QT in a South Beach strap match. We have Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus the Blade and the Bunny. Andrade versus Matt Seidel. Jericho and MGF have a face-off, and Darby Allin and Ethan Page have a face-off. Hey, let's do a game. Okay? All right. All right. I'm going to read all these matches again. You tell me, who's the babyface and who's the heel? If you don't know, just fairly say, I'm not sure who I'm supposed to cheer or boo in this match. Ready? Ready. Young Bucks versus Penta and Eddie. Penta and Eddie are the fan favorites. Mm. Santana and Ortiz versus uh, and Jake Hager versus FTR and Wardlow.
5: I don't know about Jake, but certainly Santana and Ortiz are the babyfaces.
4: Cody and QT, Marshall.
5: You know... The tropes of pro wrestling, there are no baby faces and heels. I think that's what Cody said, but I think he's also the big babyface in this match. Yes.
4: Orange and Chris Statlander versus the bunny and the blade.
5: Orange and Chris Statlander are the baby faces. Hmm.
4: Andrade L. Idolo and Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel is
5: the babyface in this.
4: Jericho and MJF. Chris Jer- Mike. Chris Jericho is
5: the heroic baby face in this.
4: And Darby and Ethan Page.
5: Darby Allen, obviously, of course. Mm.
4: You know, it's funny. There's a uh, there's a heel faction, and there's a uh, there's a tweener in the heel faction. So I'm gonna uh, I'm going to say some names, and I want you to tell me which one of these heels is the tweener that you believe will become a babyface. All right. All right. We've got Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Hook, and Taz which one which one is about to become a baby face which one of them is a tweener
5: i, I i'm going to go with with brian cage looking like he's he's going to become the huh. baby face here weird uh, that's what I weird would
4: that you know every single one of these we must be on the payroll
5: <laughs> oh yeah i'm breaking it in
4: that's your proof right there everybody you think mike's on the payroll look oh. at that outfit
5: yeah my outfit just- might be on the disabled list like the rest of its players, but what does that have to do with baby faces and heels? Let's get back to the topic here.
4: All right. There was an interview with uh, Tony Khan, by the way, where he... Not uh, the busted open one? He's very upset about uh, about the... uh, Remember the bomb that didn't go off? (laughs) Yeah. That some of you dingbats thought was on purpose for some weird reason? (laughs) Well, it wasn't on purpose. And, uh, in fact, I can't even say what he said about them, but... He added that he did not pay the unnamed company, and they refunded the $100,000 for the expense of the match. So he actually got a refund because they set up a bunch of bombs that didn't go off.
5: See, when you're rich, you can get insurance
4: money on anything. My God. He didn't clarify what the alternative was to using a professional company to handle such things in the future, but wants somebody that, quote, knows wrestling. They screwed up royally. All they had to do was set off the final explosion... And again, it's because we had to use professional pyrotechnic people.
5: We had to use professionals. I guess that's these... why it got all messed up. We need to bring a wrestler in here who knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they and need to call long... in Onita. Well, that's exactly what they need to do. But even Onita, Onita had the fire department called on him at the end. There, all the trucks showing up for the mess. Well, the that sounds
4: to me like it was a pretty good explosion. If they called yeah. the fire department, good point. They didn't call you know the what? fire department for that explosion on that AEW pay per view.
5: Tony Tony Tony, come on, let's get Onita in this country now. Let's set this up and besides, Onita and Moxley, everybody My wants. My kids them.
4: are scared to death of fireworks. They wouldn't have been scared of that explosion. What about Onita? Cheered. Back in a moment with Shane Taylor, Wrestling Observer Live.
2: At Bows Builders, demand is through the roof. To keep up, his business needs a stronger foundation.
3: Cut the all right? Just one sec. Bao's Builders, this is Bow. This weekend?
4: Yeah, we can do it.
2: Indeed can help him hire the people he needs.
4: I need Indeed.
2: Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
0: It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like sixty-five dollars a pill. That's expensive. Over twenty million guys like us use
1: Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than three dollars a pill and get virtually the same effect of the sixty-five dollar pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio. Called and for ninety-nine dollars, I got forty generic versions of the sixty-five dollar pill. Save yourself money and call right now.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
4: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Very happy today to be joined by Shane Taylor. We talk Ring of Honor and a lot of other stuff. Shane, what's going on?
3: I'm good, man, but we, but we have to talk about that intro. You can't just introduce me as Shane Taylor. There's there's things that go with that. CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions, current reigning and defending co-holder of the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Champions, the baddest of all time. Anything you could have led with. Well, it's I
4: was distracted because uh, as I told you when we when we uh, called you, I skyped you, and uh, mm-hmm. your your real name came up, which caught right. me off guard because. You know, right. I never really thought about it before. I just figured your name was right. Shane Taylor. But I find right. out that your actual name is Mark Shepard, which would yeah. be the greatest. Like, if if you'd have been in Chikara, Mark Shepard right. would have been such a great gimmick. You're a shepherd who loves oh, wrestling. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, the sheep are loose here today. Oh, Mark's right. busy watching Ring of Honor. There's so Listen. many possibilities for Mark Shepard.
3: But you know what that thing you, but you know what that is, though, that that puts you in a in a very small box. That you know is true. Mean? Like, And and you could capitalize on it. Right. But I, but I feel like there's a ceiling to that. You know, you there know
4: I don't picture you being the uh, the CEO of uh, Mark Shepard Promotions, yeah.
3: exactly. although
4: uh, Moses is involved that. here. So, I mean, there is a biblical tie in here. I
3: mean, listen, that's 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 there. That's there. I see where you're going with that now where i
4: yes now where i am going actually is i i am always interested in this so uh your real name is not shane taylor but you are now shane taylor so at some point when you started training you needed Mm -hmm. to come up with a name and uh you know what what went into the name uh said mark shepherd shane taylor (laughs) why did you choose shane taylor
3: Uh, Well, for me, um, that was going to be the name that Shane's going to be the name that uh, my dad used, other than naming me after him and my uncle. Uh, And Taylor, I always kind of just liked the last name. You know what I mean? Uh, I always just kind of liked that name. Uh, It had a nice ring to it. Um, There's really no other, you know, uh, thing about that except It it, it sounded good. It rolled off the tongue well. And I was going to be able to kind of use the name that my dad was going to use and kind of transfer that into being this other person, which honestly, if you ask anybody, is pretty much Mark Shepard all the way up and down. That's why a lot of the things that I do and say People were like, "Yo, man, I, 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 I felt that it sounded so real." It's like, "Yeah, because I meant it." Like, <laughs> that's just me talking. That's the
4: way you're supposed yeah. to do it, I've heard.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
4: So you were almost Shane Shepherd.
3: Almost. Wow. Almost. know about uh, that? But yeah, but my dad decided to uh, name me after himself and my uncle, and technically, um, that's not even my whole first name. So technically, I, I don't have a. Middle name, but I have a very long first name, but we shorten it just because uh, saying my Wait. whole first name is just a pain in the ass. <laughs> Wait, how long is this first name? Yeah. Are there a lot of consonants in it, or what? Now, how long is this well, name now? It's, it's eleven letters. Wow. So, yeah,
4: I think you ch- you chose the uh, you chose the right path. Now, the first time I ever <laughs> oh. saw you was with uh, with Keith Lee, and he is Keith Lee. He didn't choose yeah. another name. He just decided to stay no. Keith Lee. So mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated by names for some reason. I remember but, I mean, one time like, I.
3: It's a very Keith Lee, boom. It, it's right there. You know what I mean? Like there's there's not that many syllables. There's only two. You know what I mean? You can hit it bang, bang, bang. It's easy to market. Um, and while. You know, I guess Mark Shepard is three, Shane Taylor is three, but when you add the whole name, it's just not—it's just not as catchy.
4: Not to mention, there's there's uh, fewer letters in Keith Lee than in your first name alone. I'm saying, so you see what
3: I'm talking about? <laughs> like, you know how long that that would take to put on the shirt? You know how much that would cost? <laughs>
5: Okay. Well, Shane, how has, it, how has this year been for you? You know, obviously some of the, uh, the COVID restrictions slowly starting to strip themselves away. You're working for a company that has been, uh, because of their position, they've been very up on making sure everybody's been taken care of, putting you in quarantine, all that sort of stuff. And you've only wrestled, really, a handful of matches, you know, this year. Everything's starting to to open up a little bit more, and you guys are starting to break out more. But how have you been spending this time, and and how has life been inside the bubble of ROH? Uh,
3: Life inside the bubble has been great. Like you already alluded to, they've done a great job of taking care of everyone. uh, The Maryland Athletic Commission has some of the strictest policies in the nation you know what i mean so they make sure that everybody you know is testing is quarantined is doing masks the whole nine yards to make sure everybody is as good to go as possible uh but for me um i've a- actually been blessed to be able to not only do roh but do independent shows as well so i've i've been in front of crowds all year um so for me um especially going into best in the world and going into this environment now where the fans are coming back, um, me and my guys, uh, Khan, Moses, O'Shea, uh, we're going to be able to hit the ground running, so to speak. And uh, it's all going to be the same for us. Um, But the energy in that building will be absolutely incredible uh, to have you know, the best fans in the world back to watch us live, to hear how how they respond to STP Live, how they respond to everybody else who's just been busting their ass all through, pan, all, all through the quarantines, all through the pandemics, excuse, excuse me, um, to be able to get us to this point. All the work that's put in, it's going to be absolutely incredible.
4: So this is the first Ring of Honor show in front of fans. But mm-hmm. uh you personally, is this the first show that you have worked in front of fans since the pandemic hit?
3: No. Uh down in in Texas, uh the restrictions are a little looser. We we've done shows um all all across the country where restrictions were a little less than in Maryland. So we're used to no crowds. We're used to there being crowds. We're used to there being large crowds. You know what I mean? So for us, um, we're excited to see the kind of energy that that Ring of Honor crowds uh, bring again. Uh, We can't wait to feel that. This will be the first time we're in front of uh, fans as the ROH six-man tag team champions, at least for ROH fans. Uh, So I'm excited about that. Um, but again, for us, this is, this is just going to be, um, there's, there's less nerves for us because we've kind of already been gearing up for this.
5: You know, earlier on this year, you guys, uh, put bullets in Mexico squads, six man title reign that aired on ROH TV. You guys took those titles, you know, a lot of people because of the pandemic really, Maybe they've been sleeping on Shane Taylor promotions or maybe they don't really know what you guys are about. You know, can you talk a little bit about Moses and O'Shea and Khan and everything and and talk about the mission of what you plan to do in ring of honor and
3: what this squad's whole deal is? Absolutely. Um, Shane Taylor promotions for me, um, and my vision when I created it was to change the way, um, was to change the way not only African-American males, uh, but African-Americans in general are viewed in this sport. Um, and I know there's gonna be a lot of people who are like, oh, well, you know, will they win championships and all this other stuff, and I get that. Um, but there's a cost to that success. There's a cost to that. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of people are pigeonholed into certain stereotypes, into certain roles. And I wanted to be able to break those molds and show that from top to bottom, no matter what size you are, no no matter what color you you are, but especially to inspire um, black children uh, to be able to say, hey, you can be who you want to be, own your name, do everything you want, be your own person and be outside of these boxes, be outside of these stereotypes. If you want to be a John Cena, you can do that. You don't have to just be some hip-hop character, some pimp, some wild man. From what we, We've all seen the wrestling stereotypes, right? There was a joke, and it really wasn't a joke, that there was only five characters that a Black person could play, right? Either you were the pimp, the thug, the angry Black guy, the wild man, or you were the singer and the dancer that made everybody feel comfortable, right? Um, because a lot of people tend to be very... Um, lazy when it comes to understanding black culture or understanding cultures outside of what theirs is. Um, so Shane Taylor promotions is only uh, isn't just about, you know, breaking those walls down and changing those stereotypes um, but highlighting people and giving them the opportunity to showcase their talents uh con and mimosas are a prime example of that they were in the ring of honor dojo uh come from maryland championship wrestling they're in that in that uh from from that school and that promotion um nobody really knew what to do with them they knew they had talent but they didn't know what to do and i said i do (laughs) (laughs) give them to me you know what i mean let let me have them and um, the game changed from that day in Columbus where we all walked on that stage and uh, we sat down I talked to Ron Hunt and we got everybody on, on board. We had the same vision. We had the same mission. Like, everybody saw things damn near the exact same. And once we all came together, it was absolutely clockwork, um, And that's shown not only in their improvements in the ring, on the mic, in every aspect of this game, but you can see it every time we come out there. There is no group in Ring of Honor or no group in wrestling that has the chemistry that we have, that is as unified as we are, uh, that goes out and performs the way we do. Um, and, And I'm proud of that. And you add in O'Shea Edwards and Ron Hunt, of course, Uh, And again, it's just it's it's a seamless fit. Um, And now you've got a group of individuals who can do everything. We walk the walk, we talk the talk, and we have no problem telling you that we're doing it better than you are. Um, So um, I, I stand by that. That's who we are. That's what we're about. And that's who we will continue to be.
5: With lethal and Caprice Coleman being there, there's you know there's a lot of positive influences in in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Gresham, you know, talented bunch of guys. Who who you know we got about thirty seconds or so left before we go to break. But who's been an influence for you and who's helped you out in that locker room and been able to look out for you?
3: All the men you mentioned, in in some way or another, you know. What I mean, I've I've had private talks with all of them, and they've all helped in different aspects from caprice when i first got started to gresham now just uh trading ideas and so and and such to jay just being you know the consummate professional that he is all of them in some way i uh learn from and i uh and i admire to a degree
4: actually uh very quickly here we got about a minute left so, when do you feel, very quickly, that uh, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor really gained confidence in you? I mean, was it day one? Were you brought in early, and then later there was a match or an angle or a performance you did that you thought, man, this opened their eyes? Um,
3: I, I kind of feel like boxing, it's an accumulation of shots. I just think ever since the match with Hangman Page going into my series with Jeff Cobb coming back from the UK, the TV title run up until now, everything that I've done, I've 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 hit a home run. There hasn't been a point where I fumbled, there hasn't been a point where I didn't deliver exactly what they wanted or above and beyond. And I think at, at this point, um, e- either someone's waiting for me to slip or they understand that, hey, we have somebody here.
4: (laughs) All right, stand by. Back in a moment with more, everybody, Wrestling Observer Live.
0: Again, that's 800-449-1759.
2: you are listening to wrestling observer live with brian
4: alvarez and mike sempervivi on the sports byline broadcasting network right back here in the show brian alvarez here wrestling observer live mike sempervivi also of wrestlingobserver.com The CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions joining us here today. Shane Taylor himself defending the six-man tag team titles against this Dak Draper, Dalton Castle, Eli Isom. We all know they ain't got no chance. But that's coming up (laughs) on Sunday at the uh, Ring of Honor Best in the World 2021 pay-per-view. Yes, Sunday. Ring of Honor for many years ran Friday pay-per-views. This is a Sunday show. So, make sure you check it out from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, Baltimore, Maryland. Shane, let's get some plugs in for the show, your own social media, whatever you've got.
3: Of course. Uh, at Shane216Taylor uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Prolific.Moses on IG for Moses at T H E dot K A U N for Khan and Big Bad Kaiju. Uh, for O'Shea Edwards as well as Rev. Ron Hunt for Ron. Um, appreciate all the support for everyone, you know, these last 14 years of my, my career, the last, Jesus, uh, six with Ring of Honor? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy.
4: Time flies. Um,
3: man, does it. Um, and uh, appreciate you guys, anybody who's coming to the payment review live, who's going to watch it at home appreciate the love and support you guys truly are the best in the world and we're going to showcase our end of that for you guys come july 11th
4: well thanks so much for doing the show here today best of luck this weekend and hopefully we can have you on again soon thanks everybody for listening we're totally out of time wrestling observer live